It's time for the Give Me Zone on the ref. 11. Now this is a 12, guys. Now he's got to start worrying about qualifying for next year's Open and the Masters here. He's lost this tournament. He'll end up selling Countess Maritimes and renting golf carts the rest of his life. We're talking PGA, college, high school, local courses, and the latest golf news. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Yeah. Okay, you can owe me. And now it's time for two tremendous slouches. Well, we're waiting. Brian Vineyard and Josh Helmer. Well, good morning, golf fans. And ready for a great uh, edition of the Gimme Zone here on this cold, cold February morning. Uh, we've got... Josh Helmer remotely today. Good morning, Josh. And a very pleasant good morning to you from the business center at the live uh, by Lowe's down here in uh, Arlington. H- how are we doing this morning? We're good. Hey, we've got a third slouch today too, right? Good morning, Pierce. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a super slouch, he, as I was saying before the show. Yeah, we talked a little off the air. He said he's a tremendous slouch, just uh, getting interested in the game of yeah. golf. So we're going to break him in this morning, Josh. But, uh, hey, tell everybody why you're down in uh, Arlington today. Well, uh, gearing up for tonight, Oklahoma, Tennessee. I get to keep the seat warm for Toby Rowland when he's away with, obviously, uh, Colin OU Kansas basketball inside the LNC today and then – some other crossover conflicts. So get to call a little OU baseball this season and obviously a big-time challenge tonight versus Tennessee, who got off to a good start with a win over Texas Tech last night. Didn't go the way we wanted versus Oregon, but, hey, that's uh, – in baseball, it is a new day. You're right. It seemed like pitching was good yesterday. Hitting didn't, didn't ever get really on, uh, on track, and so uh... – you know, this this kind of is a dilemma, Josh. You know, you're doing today's game. So if, you know, if Tennessee, uh, if the Sooners take down Tennessee, you know, do you need to stick around for Sunday's game since you brought the good Maybe. karma? Maybe, yeah. I, uh, I would defer that to Toby. I think Toby's yeah. going to say, uh, that's that's enough. I'm, I'm grabbing the microphone back. But Yeah, he may hey, take the fun. mic, but want you to sit right there next to him just for that good karma. You know how superstitious right. baseball players and announcers and fans are about everything. So, hey, let's dive into the golf. I mean, we got to start. Let's recap last week, right? Um, we had a fantastic live event in Vegas kind of going – opposite the Super Bowl at the end of the day before, which was great playing on their part, and the Wasted Management Open. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, Let's start there with the Wasted Management Open, as it were. How much is really going to change here? Because you saw, I mean, my reaction is this. What did you expect? If you're the PGA Tour, this is sort of what the Waste Management Phoenix Open has has marketed itself to be, or at least fans have marketed this event to be with the 16th and tossing beers and chugging beers. And all of a sudden, it gets to be a little bit too much. Zach Johnson has words with the fan. Billy Horschel, it went viral. He was having words with fans. And I guess for me, again... What did you expect, Brian? 
Well, you know, this tournament is marketed just as you, you stated, and it's a huge party, especially around the 16th. You know, it's, you know, people are there to see how many beers they can knock back in a day on the 16th versus, you know, watching the golf. Now, you know, I think it's awesome they boo the dudes when uh, they miss the green or they, uh, you know, go crazy if they make a birdie. I think that's all fun. But, you know, some of it I feel like we're, we've gone over the top. We had a, a lady that suffered a significant injury falling out of the uh, upper deck there, not saying that it may not have been a little bit of her own fault. Who knows? I mean, uh, but, uh, you know, we had fights on the course, you know, between fans, which is ridiculous. And I think it just went to a, another level today that it, that or this week or last week, I mean, that that is just uh, kind of unacceptable. But I, you know, let's address the the. You know, give me your thoughts on that, and then we'll circle back and talk about, you know, the interactions that you mentioned between Billy Horschel and the fans and Zach Johnson, the fans, because I have some some strong opinions on those. Again, I sort of look at it as you have kind of created your own monster here. Now, we'll, we'll see. The reports this week was that they're going to an operational audit, whatever that might mean uh they did say they're committed to making it something the community can be proud of and quote we're going to be addressing the distribution channels of alcohol and alcoholic beverages to our guests that was from mr timpson who's uh, involved in in running the waste management phoenix open there's there's only so much i feel you can do though at this point brian because folks have it in their mind that this particular golf tournament it's a big party, right? Now, you can not serve customers that you think have already overindulged, but folks that want to go a little crazy beforehand, uh, probably no guarding against that. For Billy Horschel and Zach Johnson, did you not know what you signed up for as a player? Yeah, Josh, you took the, you know, that was exactly my thoughts. And get some thicker skin, right? You know, the players all along have, uh, talk glowingly about this event for some of that craziness, and now all of a sudden it bothers them. And, and, you know, Billy's was way different, in my opinion, than Zach Johnson. You know, Billy was like, hey, my playing partner here is trying to hit. This is our job. Can you bring it down a notch? Which you see golfers back off shots and glare at fans all the time. And, I mean, gosh, you know, Tiger in his prime could hear a pin drop. Um, But, uh you uh the Zach Johnson deal they were giving him the business about not picking Taylor Gooch for the Ryder Cup and of course they got blitzed at the Ryder Cup and he got uh <laughs> got a little upset about that he did yeah he uh walked over and told him to shut up <laughs> so does that just... cross the line for Zach Johnson or for the fans for Zach Johnson should he be above that I think so, yes. Uh, but I'm not also going to live in this glass house to where I expect athletes to always always do right. You know, it's they're human too, and every once in a while emotions get the best of you. Do I think it's a good look? No. I, I generally speaking never think it's a good look for athletes like Zach Johnson, golfers like Zach Johnson and Billy Horschel to even give the fans what they want. That's what they want. They wanted that reaction. That's why they're, 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 
they're trying to get your goat. They're egging you on there, and you gave them what they wanted. But I'm also, you know, like I said, I I can't totally hold it against them because, you know, walking those lines at an event like that, probably it, it could get pretty obnoxious. But, again, you knew what you signed up for, right? I mean, this is the event. That's the Waste Management Phoenix Open, the Wasted Management Phoenix Open. Well, and the difference was, in my opinion, is that, you know, the, the event with Billy Horschel happened on a hole other than 16, and Zach Johnson's happened on hole 16. And could it maybe be that Zach Johnson just wasn't playing very good, and he's got, he's feeling a little heat about what happened at the Ryder Cup? And so he got thin-skinned, and we've talked about this. We, we talked about this a little bit, uh, you know, our, our guys on the air this week about you know, some of the officiating at the OU basketball games, these guys getting thin-skinned about something that somebody says from the bench or what. I mean, your job is to do the stuff between the lines, right? Why, why play into that whole secondary issue of people outside the lines of play, right? I'm with you. Yeah, you you got to stay laser-focused. And uh, at times I'm sure that's challenging, but it's just never a good look when you don't who's who's the winner who's the loser here well the loser is zach johnson billy horschel i I think probably you're right that it's maybe to a lesser degree and and he's right billy horschel isn't saying this is our bleeping job man (laughs) you know like don't don't talk during a backswing he probably has a little bit more grace from fans that understand that that's really not on course decorum for fans you're supposed to be quiet during shots uh, for Zach Johnson to go over there and, and blow up like that, he's just not going to be a winner in a situation like that. So the, the Waste Management Phoenix Open, can they actually curtail any of this, Brian? Well, I think they've discussed the one thing they threw out there is jacking the price of the tickets to $550, which I think is the wrong thing to do because what that does is it all, we're, we're back to corporate elites being the only folks that can see these events now, right? And the other issue, I think the way you could curtail it is the majority or or at least a a big chunk of the seating on 16 that people line up at 6 a.m., even earlier sometimes to wait to get in and run to get a seat, is open seating. Now, maybe if you change that to a reserved assigned seating, um, I think you would have people maybe not feeling like they needed to get there at 8 a.m., even though golf doesn't start till noon. Here's the other thing I find fascinating. Why this year? Why do they feel it went over the line? We haven't had issues in the past. What was it about this year where it just it went too far? The injury you mentioned? Well, I think that. I mean, obviously that creates potential liability, and that's probably the big meeting you discussed is like, Oh, boy, do we have enough liability insurance if we keep going this direction? But, you know, in my opinion, I think there's been issues before. It's just we're in the social media era, right, where everybody has their phone on ready to snap a picture, record an incident, and immediately post it to some social media format, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, any of those, TikTok, right, all those. So – I think it's, you know, there's less ways for, you know, somebody to control the flow of information out than, you know, historically. Well, and we got a lot of that, right? The trickling out, the 
two incidents. We, you and I would never know if, uh, if they hadn't made it to social media, the Zach Johnson incident and the Billy Horschel incident with the fans. We would have never known, but somebody immediately got the video, tweeted it out. The, uh, you know, fans rolling down the muddy hill, shirtless, and then beers getting poured on them. Was that too far? Yeah, I think that was. I think that lessens the, you know, you know, nostalgia of the whole event, right? I mean, you don't need somebody making snow angels in the bunker, right? I mean, the dude looked like, you know, God bless him because he's deceased, Chris Farley. You I know. exactly who I was going to say. It looked like Chris Farley going crazy at the golf course. Yeah, it was like a, a Saturday Night Live skit, you know, from the <laughs> old days for the people that are olds like me. It's like, that's like the Chris Farley down by the river deal, right? Absolutely. You know, but lost in all this is two things, Josh. Is tremendous comeback by Nick Taylor. Because, you know, as we were kind of preparing, we have a Super Bowl party at our at our house. And we we're I was doing stuff, getting ready for that. I had kind of just conceded that Charlie Hoffman was gonna win the tournament. You know, he had a, he you know, he was at one point three, four shots clear, looked like, yeah, it, lo and behold. Nick Taylor birdies three of the last four holes and gets it to a playoff and wins it in a playoff. Um, you know, the unfortunate thing about all that is it pushed the coverage well into the Super Bowl, and so I don't think a lot of people saw <laughs> the end of that, right? You know, most people, like, even the last couple of holes, the uh, Super Bowl kicked off, and so I'm sure most TVs, based on the ratings we saw from the Super Bowl, had uh, changed channels. But the other thing that I think is important about all this stuff with Zach Johnson and Billy Horschel is with all the, you know, the PGA Tour has a competitor now, a valid competitor for eyes and all that. You know, as you're going through all this stuff with the live and PGA Tour differences, you got, you know, the live folks are very engaging with fans and very much want it to be a fun um, event for the fans and entertainment. And if if the PGA Tour folks continue to be really stuffy like that and overreact, in my opinion, it's just going to drive people away more. Yeah. That's why I wonder if you – did you have to come out and say something publicly? Could you not sort of privately – just made the changes in terms of alcohol distribution, over-serving people, right, trying to curtail that. Maybe this was just pressure from the Zach Johnsons and the Billy Horschels and others of the world. Well, you know, Billy Horschel's been a real talking head for the PGA Tour against Liv, so, you know, that probably plays a little bit into it. But the other thing is I think they could have just swept those two and their incidents under the carpet. But no, 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 they had to address it in press conferences. You know, you could have really addressed it by saying, next question. You know, let's move on. Got a little heated on the golf course. Sometimes that happens in the line of competition. But, hey, this is a great event, right? Boom, done. It's over. Yeah, and I, you know, I was you know, disappointed for Charlie Hoffman because he's not a fully exempt player, and that would have got him exempted. You know, um, like he was calling Tiger this week to beg for, you know, an entrance into this tournament. And we'll address ah. that and this week's Genesis Open and Tiger and Jordan and those issues after we hear from some of our sponsors. 
Well, welcome, welcome back to the Gimme Zone. I'm here in studio with uh, Pierce, and Josh is down at Arlington waiting for his maiden voyage calling OU baseball. You have any nerves, Josh? Oh, yeah, of course, man. <laughs> of course. I feel better. I feel better today than I did a week ago or a couple of weeks ago when, you know, this sort of became a possibility. And being at Globe Life yesterday, I think, helped a lot, too. So I'm ready to go, man. I'll feel better after I call the game. But, I mean, come on. It's like riding a bike. It's not, not my first baseball broadcast. No, you've done hundreds, if not thousands, for us at krsports.tv, and we certainly appreciate We're really proud of you and the fact that uh, you're getting this tremendous opportunity. Well, I had a, a, a great you know, text uh, during the break from one of our listeners, uh, Mr. Emil Shaded. Um, he made a great point. You know, the weather caused some disruptions in crowd flow and where people normally would stand at the Waste Management Open because the ground was so wet. And so you probably packed a lot more people into a little bit smaller area because of that. And, uh, you know, obviously that wet ground kind of prompted uh, our Chris Farley lookalike to do the uh, yeah. slide down the hill. But uh, those, it, good good comments because, it you know, it did. Not only impacted the, the fans, I think it impacted the scoring, you know, ball in hand sometimes, uh, that sort of thing. But, uh, you know, we had a great live event last week too, right? You know, uh, uh, DJ gets the W on the last hole, holds off uh, Taylor Gooch, and Gooch finished on number one, which was a par five, and just burned the lip with his eagle putt. Otherwise, he would have been in a playoff. And so, you know, I think he made a smooth about $3 million last week, which is not bad, uh, which substantially more than the uh, winner at the Waste Management Open made. Yeah, that's cha-ching, cha-ching. Nothing wrong with that. That's for sure. The magic number 12 in uh, each of these two live events, that was the well, – I think that's how Joaquin Neiman started, but that's how he finished a couple of weeks ago in Mayakoba. And I think that was the winning score, was it not, for Dustin Johnson last week? I believe it was. You know, they had really – I think they would have really tore that course up in Vegas, uh, Las Vegas Country Club, had they not had the really cold and windy conditions, especially the last day. Last day scoring was, you know, fairly difficult relative to the first two days. And so I think that, you know, created a little bit of defense for the course. But, uh, you know, for all the, the naysayers that think that these guys, it's just a, an exhibition and not it doesn't mean anything. Well, guess what? It does. And, uh, uh, you know, Taylor's team ends up winning the team portion. So you get a little, you know, we got a chunk of change for that. Um you know, and, and, you know, I talked with, with uh, Kelsey Klein earlier this week, and Kelsey, you know, kind of relayed that, you know, Taylor felt like he didn't have his A game at all. Well, if you don't have your A game and you finish, you know, one shot back and literally miss a playoff by an inch, look out. He might be in for another special year. Yeah, that's that's what the great ones do is find a way to contend or find a way to win when you quote unquote don't have your greatest stuff don't have all the goods and uh, there he was i mean he was right there with uh, with dustin johnson just the one stroke behind four under four under three under so maybe he's just looking for that one one low low round day and couldn't quite find it but man he uh extended the last couple of years now has been playing some fabulous golf and as we've touched on on a number of occasions it's just ridiculous that his stretch of golf isn't being rewarded with 
the the major appearances that he should have to every stinking major. Yeah, almost 400th in the world now in the ratings, which is a joke, absolute joke. Hey, you mentioned the great ones, so let's transition to that, the great one. I mean, I don't know anybody that would argue that Tiger Woods isn't the great one of at least this modern era of golf. I mean, there's always the argument, you know, between different uh, folks about whether Jack is the greatest of all time or it's Tiger. Uh, You know, even folks older than that might even argue Sam Snead. However... I think everybody got really stoked for Tiger. He had a bit of a uh, uh, limping in finish on 18 the first day and then ends up having to WD again on uh, Friday. So it takes us again. I mean, I think everybody had a bunch of hope. We have to ask the question is when he gets in the events, is he just taking a spot from somebody else that really needs to be in the event? Well, he's a draw still in terms of folks wanting to come out and watch him uh, on television, wanting to watch him. So there's that. But uh, I would tell you this, too, in terms of the, you know, being competitive factor, he's now withdrawn or missed the cut in four of his six official PGA Tour events since returning from, uh, obviously, the, the scary and horrible accident, uh, his return to professional golf in 2022. So... He's he's not competitive right now uh, in the world of golf. So from that standpoint, yeah, he's grabbing a spot that maybe somebody else should have. But from a, okay, he moves the needle, he grabs attention, he sells tickets. There is still that for Tiger Woods, too. Well, and clearly he's the host, so it's his event. And so that's a little bit different with this tournament. And, you know, Arnie played, I think, as, as late as, when he was 70-something years old at Bay Hill at his event. But do you, you know, put them in the field as almost an honorary position and have somebody else in there as the official position is where I question things. You know, I think Tiger definitely still sells tickets and moves the needle that way. And I know a lot of people in my golf group were stoked about, you know, watching him, you know, participate this tournament. And, uh, you know, we heard the crazy talk. He's going to win a major. He's going to win again. I'm like, well, you know, I kind of took the other side. I don't think so. I just don't think he can walk four rounds, especially up and down hills. So, you know, that begs the question. So you lose Tiger, you know, which is a big, you know, hit to the tournament. And then subsequently to the round, you lose Justin or uh, Jordan Spieth for uh, signing an incorrect scorecard, which, uh, you know, I've seen happen in competitive golf when I played competitive golf. And it's an unfortunate thing. Should not ever happen, but it's unfortunate it did. And it's a rule in golf. And it's one of those things about, you know, just dotting your I's and crossing your T's. And so I hate it for the uh, golf viewership that you're going to you're gonna lose both of them for the weekend. Tiger Woods, we, I mean, he was sick, right? You're, you're on board that he legitimately flu-like symptoms? I think so, because he actually was hitting it all right yesterday. Um, you know, I think he complained of some back spasms when he hit the uh, the hosel rocket on uh, on Thursday on 18 that, you know. Went, Holy smoke, I mean, way off. We won't right. even say the S word. Let's call it a hosel rocket, um, you know, because we've all done it. And, it, it and, and, you know, honestly, the average golfer that is listening to this show or watching these events, they're secretly smiling because they're like, I've done that a million times. 
It's a shank. Yes. It's, and, and it makes you feel it makes you feel a little more human knowing that these guys that are the greatest in the world can still do it. Well, so we're bought in. It uh, legitimately dealing with illness. Jordan Speed. How does that happen? Yeah, I don't know. You know, we're going to have, you know, Alan Hager, uh, head pro at the trails on here uh, next segment. And let's let's ask Alan his thoughts on it, because, you know, I don't you know, I've never really asked a tour player. Is that the caddy's responsibility to double check? Is it I mean, ultimately, it's on the player, just like if there's problems in a company, it's on the CEO or the GM or whoever's running the operations. And ultimately, you have to take responsibility. But how do you write down the wrong score on your card? I mean, these, I don't know. It, these it's guys, puzzling. they write the score down the minute they're walking off the green, typically. So you knew you missed a short putt. You knew you made bogey. How do you write down a par? And you know you're not getting one over on anybody. And I don't call shenanigans here. But, uh, right, I mean, an honest mistake, don't you think? No, I think it's an honest mistake. Jordan is not, you know, a guy that's ever been accused of of any funny business, nor do I think he would. Now, if if Patty Reed did it, everybody would be saying it was on purpose, which, you know, I wouldn't believe either. But I'm just saying that if him or maybe Vijay Singh, who, you know, maybe was accused of fluffing his ball a few times, um... You know, I think it's an honest mistake. I think he feels horrible about it after reading his comments. And so, you know, it, uh, who loses? Jordan doesn't necessarily lose. He's plenty rich. He he plays all you know, every any event he wants. It's the viewer that loses. Yeah, and I, I guess the the next question would be: Is this something that we need to look at maybe fixing, or is it just this is the way it is, and it's it's right, and don't make the mistake. Yeah, I you know, I've heard that argument and I'm going to staunchly disagree with that argument. This is part of the game, just kind of like when you get a bad lie in the fairway, you know, in a divot or something. So, my my thought is, hey, everybody knows this is one of the rules of golf, and I don't think we just go changing the rules of golf because somebody had an unfortunate incident. Sure. No matter who he is, right? Whether it's Tiger, whether it's Jordan, whether it's DJ or anyone, right? I mean, the rules apply to everybody the same. For my inability to be a, you know, perfect golf historian, has there been a couple of famous incidents of this in a major championship where somebody was in contention and this happened? We had it, and I'd have to Google that because I remember it. I'm just blanking on who it was. But, yes, it's definitely happened. And, gosh, I can't remember who it was. But I think it actually cost him the major. So it's happened before. You know, and I'm sure you're, you know, at the end of a tournament, somewhere between elation and joy that you're going, you know, that you rush to sign it. You want to get that trophy and that big check. But, you know, hey, you got you to gotta take care of everything. But who, uh, who gets to police this at the end of the round? And, you know, they're just licking their chops. Oh, baby, we finally got another one. He signed the wrong card. You know, I don't think any of the rules official in golf take joy in that. In fact, I've no, seen no. them before where they come out almost in tears apologizing to the player, hey, you know, you signed the wrong scorecard and uh, we're going to have to DQ you now. Because imagine if they didn't DQ him. Well, thanks, Pierce. 
Robert DiVincenzo at the Masters. Yep, it's that's before even my time. 1968, my birth year. Look at that. 55 years ago. That's wild. Yeah. I bet you uh, he was pretty pretty sore about that when you lose the Masters in a lifetime exemption. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so when we come back from this break, we're going to get uh, Alan Hager, head pro at the Trails, one of the great sponsors here at the Ref. They've been a fantastic partner of ours for years. Let's get his thoughts on this and 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 get his thoughts on what's going on at the trails uh, for this spring. And I, I tell you, the course was in great shape when I played it last, so I think he's doing a fantastic job out there, and he's just a, just a wonderfully nice guy on top of that. So let's take us to break, Pierce, and we'll come back on the other side with Alan Hager. Hey, welcome back to the Gimme Zone. We've got a very special guest coming on right now, Alan Hager, Trails Head Pro. Good morning, Alan. Good morning, guys. Hey, fir- first of all, I want to thank you for being a great partner to us here at KREF for many, many years. And so I want to get that out there. Um, you guys have been fantastic. And so really appreciate your, your support and, and willingness to come on our show as well. You know, we've kind of been discussing, Alan, uh, a little bit about uh, Jordan Spieth being disqualified. Mm-hmm. Whose fault is that? You know, that always uh, is going to come down to the player. Uh, I mean, seen it for, well, as long as I've played golf, which is um, almost my whole life. But, uh, you know, the player's responsible for the scores that he is signing for. Um and and solely him. I mean, it's it's unfortunate. Um, I always teach our juniors, you know, that we have coming through our junior program here at the club. Anybody, you're always you always want to think like your state championship. This is the simplest thing you can do is check your scorecard. You don't want to cost yourself or your team, you know, a state championship situation for something. So that's kind of the simplest rule that there may be to understand, in, in my opinion, is are these scores right? Are they in the right boxes on the right holes? They could be right, but in the wrong squares. And you've signed for a wrong, wrong card. It's, uh, you know, it's just a rule of golf. It's like hitting it in the water. You know, there's a penalty for it. And unfortunately, it's one of the most severe penalties in the game is uh, disqualification. Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts too, Alan. You know, we talked about it a little bit. I've played a lot of competitive golf over my 55 years, and you know, uh, you know that I've seen even all the way back to my high school years, people get disqualified for signing a wrong scorecard. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot of clamoring, you know, in comments and media. Oh, we need to change this rule. What are your thoughts on mm-hmm. that? I'm kind of a purist. I think the rules of golf, the rules I- of golf, and the players know this. I agree. I'm, I am right there in the same seat with you. It's um, it, it is that you know Jordan Jordan's not going to have to worry about his next meal as a result of this. So um, you know, won't, fans won't see him this weekend. But um, you know, I I think it. I don't think anything needs to be changed there. No, Maybe I agree. Some other rules, but. <laughs> Alan, one more on this. What is your best guess as to how or why this happened to Jordan? 
I don't know. I guess it was a uh, he, he hit it in there fairly close. I didn't see the shot, and he thought he, you know, maybe just, um, you know, just maybe he's human. You know, these guys are all still human out there, and just just as simple as that, in my opinion. I haven't given it, you know, really a lot of thought. And once I heard it, again, like I said, I didn't watch it, but heard it. I'm like, yeah, should have paid attention. So. Yeah, it's a tough penalty. It's a hard penalty. I mean, mm-hmm. you you can go all the way back to Robert DiVincenzo and you know the Masters being disqualified, but but you know I think it's one of the rules of golf. Like you know you know some of the casual golf fans always are clamoring to change the rules of golf about the number of clubs and oh you mm-hmm. you should be able to move it in a fairway if you're in a divot. But uh, you know the rules of golf are the rules of golf, and that that you know is a lot of the purity of golf and and yeah. I agree a hundred percent. It's uh, it's harder on my side. I mean, unfortunately, I've had to DQ some kids and adults in in tournaments, and it's it's difficult. It's it's probably harder for personally for me than you know than what how the player's going to feel because I mean, gosh, you finish your round, you worked your tail off out there. Uh, you know, whether you're leading the tournament or you know, position doesn't matter. It is, it's black and white. And, you know, from my perspective and as a PGA golf professional, these are rules. You're just enforcing them. You aren't writing them. You aren't, you know, these aren't my ideas. But it's the same as calling a, a foul or, you know, the ball's out of bounds. It's, that's the rule. It's inside a red line on the golf course. Play it if you want to, if you can see it. But, you know, there's a penalty for, for hitting it there. So it's just another rule. Again, like I said earlier, the penalty for it is, you know, just one of the most severe or the most severe in the game and disqualification. Well, hey, Alan, we're super blessed in Norman, a community of just over 100,000, to have four fantastic golf courses. Tell everybody what's going on at the trails, what you have coming up this spring. I mean, I know the course was in fantastic shape when I played it a couple of months ago. So tell everybody about what's going on at the trails, what you guys have cooking out there. Yeah, well, with obviously a full calendar of events. Um, you know, kind of got to remind members and tap the brakes. It's just February. Wind chill this morning 15. So I know it's going to feel and be 77 this week, but uh, – you know how spring goes here. We, we flip the switch, and that's how we do it in Oklahoma. And, and we we kick off uh, Peyton Rowland, my assistant, got spring break junior golf camp. You know, uh, I guess the 19th through the 21st, um, and then we hit. Uh, you know, our ladies' days start uh, in March, and they get right after it. And uh, then our MGA events start in April, and go all the way through November. Uh, so uh, couples golf be starting April. Uh, like I said, we when the flip switch flips, we we are very busy uh, fitting days with club manufacturers plus all the individual club fittings we do uh, outside of those. So uh, it's it's going to be a fun year again. You have golf courses in great shape. Terry Durst, our superintendent, uh, he came on board with us last uh, July. He's up here from Windstar. Uh, he was at the Redbud course down there, um, and he's, he is just uh, can't wait to get 
get after it this year and uh, continue to make improvements to the golf course. We have, uh, he and his staff have removed a, a lot of trees and just clean up areas over the winter. They work tire- tirelessly um, in those areas and members are just loving to see the uh, continuous improvements, um, not only to those areas, but of course, turf grass and, and greens. Where are some of the places that you've made some of those amendments for those that are familiar with the course? Sure. Yeah, behind our fifth green, par five, on the front, uh, that area you could see from five green to eight green now, uh, all the way through there. Not the you know, other. We left, of course, the large, larger trees or some of them, uh, but there's a lot of underbrush in there, and uh, the purpose of all this isn't to remove just remove trees is to create better uh, air movement for, for greens. You know, we, we love our bent grass greens and uh, it's a cool season grass for all the listeners out there. It doesn't like heat, uh, but it has to survive in heat for three months. And it, and it will, as long as you keep air moving and kind of keep it, keep it cool. And uh, obviously provide more sunlight for healthier Bermuda grass when when your trees are cleaned out, limbed up, you know, just uh, tree maintenance. I mean, it can get forgotten. You know, it's just a tree. Well, they keep growing all of a sudden. Uh, you don't have any light in there, and you've got potentially could have dirt underneath. So it could happen in your yard, you know, as well. So Terry just has a responsibility of 125 acres to take care of. <laughs> so he's got a big yard. No big deal, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Alan, it's, it's, it's going to be great. The grill. Uh, you know, when you're hanging out at the golf course, you want something to, you know, eat at the turn or after the round. The grill is a great place to hang out, too, isn't it? It is. It is. We've got, um, you know, I'm just blessed. We've got great staff. Uh, Nick, my food and beverage manager up there, and Brett in the kitchen, or chef, uh, and their staffs uh, are just, just have a great uh provide a great experience for our members and their guests and uh that's what we strive for each and every day here is uh you know i tell my staff you know we have a member guest uh, which ours is coming up later in the fall but i look at every day as member guests um we want you know the same experiences you know we wanted our members to feel special every day because they are and their guests and uh that's what we strive for and and um you know it's always the little things uh the details and uh being consistent in our product that we put out and uh yeah the grills are great we've added a salad bar this year for uh members to enjoy so it's been been fantastic the month we've had that that going and um you know just always looking for some new things to to add um uh, every year, and uh, it's proven to be fantastic. Well, Alan, I as personal experience, I you know I've eaten out there many times and and been out there, and you guys did a fantastic job at the uh, Chamber Business After Hours a couple weeks back, and so yeah. it, it was fantastic. Your staff's always top yeah. flight, and so. It, it's you know as a as a player it's very much appreciated and and I, I love what you're doing with the course and I think it's outstanding and and uh, you know 
I really appreciate you taking some time out of your morning to talk a little bit about your course and the great courses that that uh, the great work that's being done on the course and and in the grill and 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 uh, as we go forward, I'd love to have you back on some more. We'll talk about some majors and get your thoughts yeah. on on those things because we're not too far from major season just getting upon we're us not, with the I'm, Masters. I'm looking at my calendar here and always one of the first things I put in my calendar is those. I'm looking here at the Masters second week of of April and um, just. Um, yeah, it's obviously even for non-golf fans, you might say, but uh, that I know, they enjoy watching that event. If they watch any golf tournament throughout the year, that's the only one. Uh, you know, it's just so enjoyable to watch, and it's a different atmosphere. You know, if you've been there, or it's just it's like no other uh, piece of property, of course. But uh, yeah, coming coming right around the corner, and that yeah, I was saying. The, 30 plus years I've done this. That's kind of the last light switch to come on in our golf season here is after the Masters. I mean, who isn't fired up uh, to get out and play some golf and enjoy time with your families on the golf course and and at the club? Pool will be open uh, soon. I can't believe I just reminded myself about that. But (laughs) Memorial Day will be here and, you know, the summer. Summertime, so uh, yeah, ready for the ready for the Masters. Um, so we're happy to come on anytime. Well, Alan, thank you again for your time, and for anybody out there looking for a fantastic place to have a membership home, I would strongly encourage you to consider the trails because golf is great. The food and beverage is great, and the pool is super fun. They have lots of uh, social activities as well. So everybody out there. Thanks again, Alan, and Pierce, kick us to the break. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Well, welcome back to the Gimme Zone. I was very poor, Pierce, at time management. That you touching your wrist through the window, I should pay better attention. Thank you again, Alan Hager, for coming on and telling us all about the trails and giving this your thoughts on uh, disqualification of Jordan Spieth. Hey, Josh, hour two, we're going to hit the uh, text line. Pierce, tell everybody how they connect with us on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Well, you can hit us up on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Send us in any questions you want us to talk about, any topics. I know we've got a good one from Slim Brady right here already, so keep them coming in. We'll hit them on the next hour. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna hear, we'll uh, talk about Slim Brady. And, Josh, let's talk about, you know, the tournament, who made the cut, who didn't make the cut, what the leaderboard looks like. And then also, at 930, defending state champion, uh, Norman High golf coach Greg Gross coming on. No, no big deal. We'll talk to the champ. I've got one final thought on uh, Jordan Spieth as well, plus some players that missed the cut at the Genesis that we need to dive into. We will hit that an hour two. Hang tight here on the Gimme Zone.